1: Bitterness not only affects me, if I allow it to bite me, it'll affect others. And we'll see how that works out as we go along. There are a lot of causes of bitterness. Let me give you one that you might think of first and foremost. A wrong done to you. A wrong done to me. Hey, let me clue you in on life. If you haven't realized it yet, let me clue you in. Okay, listen. It's not a matter of if a wrong will be done to you. It's a matter of when, by whom, and in what way.
0: In today's message, Pastor Danny will talk about the reality of anger and bitterness in our hearts. The Bible teaches us to look carefully that no root of bitterness grows up to cause trouble or to defile us. We see not only in our own lives, but in so many stories of the Bible that people are wronged. It's not a matter of if, but a matter of when. And a bitter response can eventually turn into anger and produce a series of bad choices and further problems, both for you and for people around you. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: We left off verse 14, so grab your Bibles, look down with me. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word would be spoken to them, because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stone. That was one of the things God said at that time. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I'm trembling with fear. Now, what's he referring to in those two verses? When God came down on Mount Sinai, and with the rumbling, the thunder, the lightning, and the fire, uh, scared the living daylights out of them, that even Moses was trembling with fear. Then he calls Moses up on the mountain, and Moses received uh, the Ten Commandments and the regulations that went with the law. Verse 22 is a sharp contrast to that experience and that sight. But you have come to Mount Zion. The heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. Stop a minute. It's a real place. As we're sitting here right now, there is a real city of God. There's a real heavenly Jerusalem. There really are streets of gold. It's not metaphoric. They're literal streets of gold. It's a real place. Bible prophesies one day the heavenly Jerusalem will come down. I can't wait for that day. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn. That's God's preeminent people, the church, whose names are written in heaven. I'm so happy my name is written in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all men, to the spirits of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. What is the word that the blood of Abel speak? Judgment. Cain killed his brother Abel. And God said to Cain, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. But what is the blood that Jesus shed cry out? Mercy, even though he deserves judgment. Verse 25. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. We inherit what cannot be shaken. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Come on, say it. Ready? Awe. I mean, to just be in awe of all that God has done for us and what he has planned for us. For our God is a consuming fire. Now here's what I felt led to do. Two statements, but we want to look at them in the context of what we just read. One we will look at today, the second we will look at next week. And you go back to verse 15, here's today. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Next week, we'll look at Esau who was sexually immoral and for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. We'll look at that. And I call it fighting the flesh. Very practical message next week. Not that this one today is not. Bitterness. Here's a simple definition. Extreme ill will. A grudge. And if left undealt with, It can actually turn into hatred. You can be so embittered toward the person or persons that you actually hate them. Bitterness not only affects me, if I allow it to bite me, it'll affect others. And we'll see how that works out as we go along. There are a lot of causes of bitterness. Let me give you one that you might think of first and foremost, a wrong done to you, a wrong done to me. Hey, let me clue you in on life. If you haven't realized it yet, let me clue you in. Okay, listen. It's not a matter of if a wrong will be done to you. It's a matter of when, by whom, and in what way. Did you get that? Unless you're living in a corner of the universe somewhere all by yourself, it's going to happen. And I'm not talking about just from the world. The writer of the Hebrews uh, that we're studying, in the day that he wrote it, these Christians were under persecution by a man named Nero. He's wicked. He hated Christians. But you don't have to have a Nero ruling, and you don't have to have it come from the world. Just get involved in the church. (laughs) Going to happen. Lot's servants quarreled with Abraham's servants because God was blessing both of these men. Uh, Their livestock was multiplying. There wasn't enough provision in the land together uh, to provide. And so their servants quarreled. And Abraham said, hey, we're brothers. It wouldn't be right to continue this. And thank God Abraham humbled himself, said, you take which way you're going to go, and I'll take the other way. But it could have been disastrous if you didn't have one person that was humble. Esau, even though mentioned in the text, and we'll look at it next week, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights. Nevertheless, he had a wrong done to him. His brother Jacob, remember, with mom's help, mom helped Jacob uh, by putting goat hair on him to make him like his hairy brother Esau. Mom cooked the stew that Esau would cook and and gave it to her own husband. So she deceived her own husband. Amazing, a son and a mother deceiving dad and husband in that way. One of the most godly men in the Bible, man after God's own heart, David. And yet, you know, David made some pretty big blunders. There's an interesting story, and for the sake of time, I'm just going to tell you the story quickly, summarize it. 1 Samuel 25, David and his men, he's running from Saul. He's got these guys that come and become his followers, uh, and they are together running from Saul. They're in a place called Maon. In Maon is a a place called Carmel, and there's a guy named Nabal that's in Carmel at at the time. It's sheep shearing time. That's the most festive time of the year, okay? David and his men uh, in the area of Maon, Nabal is a rich guy, got a lot of servants, got a lot of livestock. David and his men are actually protecting Nabal's servants where they are and keeping any harm from coming to them or anything of Nabal's being taken, livestock or whatever. So David thinks, well, we'll just just send good word to this guy. So he sends a delegation of his men to Nabal, and uh, they greet him and say, long may you live and prosper. In other words, hey, God bless you. We come from David, and since it's such a festive time, uh, David was wondering, could you spare anything for he and his men? Well, Nabal, Nabal, his name means fool. He lives up to his name. He says to David's men, A lot of young guys are breaking away from their masters these days, so why am I going to give something of mine and give it to this guy? I don't know. He's a rebel, basically. And They go back and tell David, David immediately is bitter, immediately. He says, strap on your swords, boys, by tomorrow, if there's one male alive in all of Nabal's servants in his family, it'll be basically over my dead body. He's going to slay them all, wipe them all out.
0: Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and jump into the conversations there. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website, Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews. And be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.